Hello everyone and welcome back to Between Realities, your new favorite or old favorite, or you're definitely your favorite VR podcast. Oh boy. Welcome. <laughs> oh my, boy. Name, my name is Alex. My name is Alex and I'm joined here by my co-host Skiva. What's Skiva, up? How are you doing? My I'm great, son? dude. I'm great. I have uh, I have lots of VR going on. There's lots of stuff happening in the world of VR and I'm I'm excited as always. Dude, yeah. Mm -hmm. This I feel like the past month right maybe past couple of weeks past month super hyped like so yeah. much awesome stuff and my personal love of vr and the amount of time i spend in vr uh have both been reinvigorated quite a bit lately i've yeah. been i've been in there a lot nice. yeah it's been awesome so nice. it's a great time to be a part of the vr community and we thank all of you for being a part of this community with us like jensen fox who's first in chat today hello good sir thank what you for up? being here and getting this party started dude he was like yo i hear there's a party here and he was right and yep. he, he got it up and running so you know the beat dropped and everything got started and uh we're here and we are live and we are excited for you to be with us kevin frost is here he's got the red solo cups quicksilva psvr you're like quicksilva vr girl you know what i'm saying like definitely psvr sure but i would say quicksilva yeah. vr is is a little bit more your speed these days huh mr trinidad's here big bad spliff ready and waiting for his boys damn you know you know dude can I tell you a secret we normally wait. <laughs> Didn't today. Smash Reality, how you doing, bro? Good to see you. Thank you for being here. Robin's Reality, hello, milady. Thank you for the uh, competitive uh, Beat Saber. Lately, I've been playing a little Beat Saber with Robin. Nice. Trying to use it to get into shape. Nice. So we've been going hard and uh, playing playing the bangers. Sweet. Yep. Um, Sampler19's here. Hello. Thank you, Sampler, for joining us. Mike Newton, my Friday can begin. Dude, that is the comment of the day. Woo the comment of the day from Mike Newton. Gamertag VR, he made it with the banging tunes. Dude, GT, what's up, What's bro? up, GT? Thank you for being here. Gamertag <laughs> VR, an absolute legend in the VR community. Danny Hunkley, one of the OG Between Realities fans. Thank what's you, up, Danny, buddy? for being a part of this thing. Grumpy Duck VR is here. Yo, 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 how's it going, fellas? It is going great, bro. So many awesome people. that you're here. Yeah. Yeah, person, person, greetings and salutations. What's up, buddy? Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Um, today is exciting. We have some uh, winners of some contests to announce, mm. and we also have a guest with us. Um, we decided to have a guest for today's show. And um, Who would have thought? I know, and we're, uh, we're pretty excited about it. This is a guy who is a dear friend to us and to a lot of you out there in the VR community. He is a Half-Life Alex custom modder and mapper. He is a Population One streamer, and he is a, uh, I would call, what I would call a VR generalist. He definitely knows his shit. He kind of has his toes in a little bit of everything, and I'm gonna stop explaining who it is, right? And welcome to Between Realities Police, Mr. Aspen Darkfire. Yo, dude. Hey, Yo. everybody. Hello and welcome, welcome. I mean, you were going over the guests in chat, and I'm like, Matt, how'd you get stuck with me as a guest when you have all those amazing people in chat? <laughs> like, just going over the names, and I'm like, holy jeez, Mr. Trinidad's there, Robin's there, Jensen Fox, dude. I see his things come up from Twitch all the time. Such, um, yeah. such good stuff, man. Dude. Everyone here is just friggin' amazing. Like, I wish we could just all hang out and party together. We will. You know? We fucking yes. will. Yeah. We definitely will, dude. Well, I don't we're, know if I'll survive there. that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good time. <laughs> we're gonna get there, dude. It's gonna happen. I'm excited. And we're excited to have you, dude. Thank you. Looks like uh, you are joining us from within the world of Population One today. 
I am, I am. And as I was talking to these fine folks ahead of time, I had I had this big plan. I had this Half-Life Alex custom map all built up. I had a screen with between realities running on the background. It was all wonderful. I go to put the finishing touches on, start up live, and I'm like, right, it's source two. Live live isn't gonna work. Um, so I was like, well, you know what? I'm gonna put myself in the pop one. So I apologize. It's it's a bit. I mean, you got the double arm action going on here, yeah, it's, which is it's a bit strange. But uh, yeah, oh this is live inside pop one. Um, <laughs> so, disgusting. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, Anyways, yes. Uh, so. I mean, it looks cool. I mean, you know, the the double ended, the double ended. The, 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 the you and your double ended. I thought you revealed your search internet history a little too much on between realities with your Freudian slips. <laughs> the, the the quad arms, I should say, is uh, is definitely yes. the stuff yeah. of nightmares. But but other than that, it looks great. <laughs> yeah, I got to get the the elbows to to match up a little better because they go in different directions. Yeah. So I'll, I'll put my arms down so it doesn't distract oh you guys God. too much. But and also, also thank you again, between realities guys, for letting me come as an avatar. Um, this is something I've been experimenting with a lot more uh, is like being able to talk to people to introduce myself as the avatar because this is what I'm more comfortable as like I am more comfortable talking to people in VR as an avatar than actually going out and meeting people in real life. So this is kind of an extension of sort of stuff I've been thinking about. And uh, just thank you for, for, you know, allowing me to do this. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, dude. You mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. like, like I said uh, during the intro, like, first of all, you're just a good friend, man. Like, it's been awesome getting to know you over the past, I guess, year and a half or so. I don't know how long it's been, right? But it's been <laughs> yeah. a while. And uh, it's been awesome, you know, like getting close with everybody in the VR community. And, you uh, you know, you've got a YouTube channel, right? Aspen Darkfire. Mm -hmm, yep, you have a yep. Twitch where you stream Population One. And um, you, I've seen you do like some Saints and Sinners. And uh, lately you've been getting into a little bit of Zenith too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I've been exploring some different games. Um, actually, turns out there's a Walking Dead early on when I was doing VR videos. I did some Walking Dead stuff. And those videos still get a ton of views. I think it's because Walking Dead came out on Quest and PSVR so much later. People are going back and asking questions like, well, how the heck do I find the blue match in the first level? And it's still it's still getting hits and hits and hits. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go back, do a few more videos with the expansion coming out. Was it May 20th? Is that correct? I think that's correct. Mm, um, I don't know. You know, people are going to be revisiting that game and they're going to want to I, I go back and finish all the things they missed. So all the blue recipes I missed, I'm going back and putting up videos on how to find them so people can quickly figure out, you know, basically how to complete the game before you start the expansion. Because um, that game is just, phenomenal it's it so is good. one of I, I the better game. games i love yeah. that game and, and and i should have known we were going to talk about it since i removed my walking dead button from my <laughs> stream deck today uh in favor for some other stuff but i do really really love the walking dead saints and sinners i love the mechanics i love the melee i mean every game needs to take a um it's just take the card from the melee, the melee card from the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. I mean, they really got that shit down. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, it's aged so well. Yeah. Going back to mm -hmm. it, like playing some of the games, like the newer games that have come out. Going back to it and be able to like grab someone's head and stick a knife, like, and it, it feels like you feel like that impact. It's just, mm -hmm. I not a lot of games have done that really well. Like even some of the the newer games, especially not like the VR MMOs, which we can talk about that separately. When you go into those, you, you lose a lot of those physics. Uh, when you go into pop one, you're, you're swinging a, a sword, you're swinging a knife, but you're not grabbing people. There's no real good interaction, like physical interaction between the people. You go to Walking Dead and it's just, it, it feels so right. Even Half-Life Alex, 
Um, when you play through the game, you, you might not notice it because things are jumping at your face, combine soldiers, you're shooting them from far away. But if you actually set the models to friendly and then you go and interact with models, you cannot grab a live head crab. There's a hitbox around that that prevents you from getting your hands on it until it gets a ragdoll. So until you kill the head crab, you can't really interact with it, which feels really weird when you come from, again, Saints and Sinners, where you can grab people and, and do all sorts of stuff. So it's fun to, like, when you really investigate those mechanics, like, what are you able to do in these games? Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, Walking Dead just does it really well. And even yeah. it has limitations, but it's really nice. And, and with Half-Life, uh, that was probably the the one thing that broke my immersion in Half-Life is when a head crab came at me and I went to swat it away or whatever, and it just, you know, it doesn't, there's no melee, so it doesn't work. And that is <laughs> my only gripe with that game is the melee or lack thereof, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, phenomenal game. Mm -hmm. Kevin Frost oh, yeah. is here. Yeah. Hey, Kevin Frost, good to see you. What's up? Uh, obscure, How you doing? Obscure Nerd VR Andy is in oh, the yeah. house. What's up? Oh, by hey, the way, obscure. obscure Nerd started a podcast, and I'm going to be on yeah. it tomorrow. Ooh, there it is. Nice. Hell yeah! I think it's at noon tomorrow on this Obscure Nerds podcast. I'm going to be there. It's me and him. We're going to be kicking it. Sweet. Um, and it's going to be really awesome. So go and subscribe right now and set the notifications and do that. If yeah, you that'll be good. I will. Uh, I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, we'll um, have one viewer at yeah, least. Yeah, we'll at least. Hell <laughs> yeah, dude! Can always count on you, Steve. You're the you're the homie. Bro. Um. All right. So Aspen Darkfire. You know, we're talking a little bit about Half Life. You have yes. done some modding, right? Like that's how you. You know, that's kind of investigating. You were just talking about. You like reach in and start messing around with head crabs and can see their hitboxes and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. when Half-Life was coming out and people are talking about like Source and all of this stuff and like how Gary's mod kind of was, was birthed out of the Half-Life world, there was like some pretty high expectations out of the modding community. You know what I mean? And do you think that the modding community in Half-Life Alex has gone as far as we kind of thought it would, you know, like, is it as amazing as we thought? Have we, have we yet to crack the code, so to speak? Um, you know, where are we at in, in the world? Do you have any perspective on it? Yeah, I think there's so much more we could be doing. The tools that are available for Half-Life Alex modding are, are really quite good. Um, it doesn't take long. The, the bar is super low to get into it, which is what I love. So you don't have to know a lot about programming or any of that to, to jump into the workshop tools and, you know, put up just a few characters, put a map up. I've got, I think, 30-odd tutorials. So if you're you're curious about, like, how do I, you know, make a combine soldier walk in a circle? Well, I've got a tutorial for that. There's tons of tutorials, and there's a whole group of guys out there, uh, guys, gals, who are making tutorials that will get you into it really quick. So it's really quick to get in and do simple things. However, as things start to get more complicated, it gets a little harder because you don't have access to the source like you did back in Half-Life 2. Like, so... Like, remember all those, like, games that basically spun out of, of Half-Life? Like, Counter-Strike was, like, a Half-Life mod, right? Like, mm -hmm. All these things were, like, Half-Life mods that became games of their own. I haven't seen that with Half-Life Alex yet, and I think part of the reason is we don't have the access we need to, to add things on. It's a lot more difficult, and there's, there's less people doing it because there's less of a consumer base for it, if that makes sense. Like, the, there's a lot of people playing Half-Life Alex. I don't think there's a ton of people playing through Half-Life Alex mods. Not, I mean, there, there's, I mean, thousands, but I mean, I'm not talking like millions, right? right. Which is what mm -hmm. you really need. So, so when you're when you're a modder, right, you're looking for people to 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 play your maps, right? Like that. That's why you build the map. Like you have fun building, but then you want people to to go in there and play with it and give you feedback. And the community there isn't huge. Um, yeah. 
Now, a good person I talked about that is, is Sally but Bradley and see how he's feeling about the, the modding community because he's done, I mean, he's released some of the most popular maps right now in Half-Life Alex. Um, but even then, the traction isn't massive. It's big, but it's not massive. That's with everything mm -hmm. in VR. So, so I mean, that's a long answer. I think there's, there's so much more we could unpack there, and I'm hoping to get more access to tools. But in general, we will, I mean, I the, just the step that they're letting you, I think that's what more and more developers should be doing. Like, why doesn't, you know, The Walking Dead open up for modders to make their own stories? within the Walking Dead universe. I mean, there are some brilliant people out there who could write some fantastic stories using that engine, right? I mean, it's just, I think it's pretty sure that one's Unity. Um, yeah, it's hard to charge you $15 tools. for DLC when you do that shit, though. Mm -hmm. that, that is a problem, but I think what Half-Life tried to demonstrate is people will still pay for it, right? Like, people still pay for Half-Life to get their content, even if there's tons of other right, content. But I, I, I can see where a publishing studio will get concerned, right? Um, and in fact, I think uh, we'll talk about Demio, or Demio, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. But that one, I, that, I played yeah. that last night. Before we get into, before we get into that. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll stop there. Yeah, Sorry. Before we get, because we, so, so just because we're on the Half-Life thing, right? And oh, yeah, I feel like this is, this is kind of a, a good segue to, um, to get into to our buddy who's in chat right now, who is uh, um, Quicksilva, or as a lot of people know her as... Um, quick cosplay and she has if i can find the right button she has recreated um some half-life alex shit that has just absolutely blown my mind to bits um like like to the point where this stuff almost looks like like it's legit rendered right out of the freaking game like i i don't even know how to like this this is just freaking amazing to me like this is this kind of the shit that you're looking at right here is like half-life in in 2030 right? right like you will it will look just freaking like this and right. um yeah this is so some good. next level cosplay which yep. i am of course proud to say i was just the first one to to think of this as a good fit for her which to me just seemed insanely obvious right <laughs> like she like already like just kind of has the alex vibe going you know and it's like you can tell that she could just instantly be transformed into alex and it's here it is it's amazing so i uh you know I'm, I'm proud to have a small hand but if it wasn't me it would have been somebody else you know what i mean like it's like yeah. if you're if you're asking for recommendations to the vr community about what character you should be yeah dude half-life alex is perfect yeah. so yeah. this is amazing it's almost like uh like, and and it's just kind of in general right i mean this could be people that like half-life at all half-life 2 especially right are gonna just freak out over this even if they've never played half-life alex Right, because I mean, we all know Alex Vance from Half Life Two, and being Gordon Freeman in Half Life Two, you see her a lot. Right, you don't really see her because you are her in Half Life, Alex. Right, but um, but I mean, so that picture right there is where she's, uh, you know, next to the Half Life Two, um, Alex Vance. But right. but this is just legit the best cosplay I've ever seen. Well, and so. you know, to like to com kind of to the, your point right there, it's like you never see her. You know, like yeah. when you play through that game, you hear her voice, you're seeing her hands the whole time, but you never see a rendering of her. I guess maybe you do for like a second. Oh, oh I don't know. Maybe I don't No spoilers, right? No yeah. spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but anyway, um, you don't, you never see her and there's no mirrors or anything like that. So this is almost like as good as we can get right now in 2021, as far as like a modern version of Alex, you know, like it, I wouldn't be surprised if people are using these images 
for years to come mm-hmm. and like report like their book report about the half-life series or something like that yeah. you know like pulled this yeah. off the internet or something it's or, or could i could actually i could see valve looking at this and saying we got a, our next half-life game half-life 3 has to look like this right right Hell yeah, dude! So, I mean, anyway, good shit, quick. Good, yeah. This is freaking awesome, man. Ridiculous, and yeah. uh, we uh, are huge fans. Huge fans. Huge, huge. Anyway, yeah, so I was going to add to that before we leave yes. Half Life, Alex. Um, if you look for the assets, so if you look at the assets for some of the NPCs, like, um, uh, well, I mean, most of them, even Gordon himself. Mm-hmm. If you try and find Alex's face there isn't a nice asset for Alex's face actually in the game because you never see it. Right. Like you never see it from close up. And Your again, head I don't is her talk head. Too much about it. Exactly. But yeah, it, they, so they never made a nice high rendered asset that we could use for Alex's face. And you can see some videos, some of the guys that make videos in SFM, Alex's face looks like really old. It doesn't quite look right. Um, it was really hard for them to, to get a nice, nice, uh, nice asset to render. But uh, as far as the Half-Life community, like outside of Alex's concern, it's phenomenal. Like, I swear there is like this headcrab fascination out there. And I, I love headcrabs myself. So I have videos of just me playing with headcrabs, like literally just like taking them for walks or, you know, playing They fetch. are very funny. <laughs> People love headcrabs. Like it's because they are strangely terrifying, but cute. Um, mm-hmm. Like if they're not jumping at you, just the, the noises they make, yeah. everything about them is just like... And, and they're really kind of they kind of resemble yeah. the uh, face huggers a little from Aliens, and that's a very popular series yes. of movies. And like just that that whole thing where something grabs onto your face and won't let go, right? And like I was telling uh, I was telling Alex because he's never played Boneworks. For some reason, the head crabs in Boneworks bother me way more than the Half Life ones or the Alien ones. Terrifying. They'll freak me the out man like seriously because they grab on your face and they don't let go until you rip them off and they try to suck you into another reality right into a different vr and it's just oh they're terrifying so head crabs are just yeah, yeah they're fucking awesome man they're really they're cool cute. They're cute. i mean if they mm-hmm. do get you i'm gonna rip your chest open for some un like if you look at the lore it's not clear why they rip the the chest the ribs break open um, but they they do some terrifying things to people right they have a beak that goes into the skull and into the brain and just a transformation is as absolutely terrifying, but for some reason you look at them, they're like, damn, that's cute. Like yeah. it's just, it's a nice little friendly thing that you can. Yeah. Anyways, um, it's, pers- it's, person, it's, it's person. a very cool community. I'm very, I'm very happy with some of the responses I've gotten from the, just like yeah. head crabs. Yeah. People like it. Person, person mentioned in chat, uh, Lamar is the best head crab. And that's uh, he was yeah. a pet head crab in, in half-life two. Person, person know. also wanted to know if it was too late to get a static camera and live. And I also am wondering if it's too late to get a static camera and live for you, for, for, at, for AD. Oh, cause it's the background oh, swinging around, swinging all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I, am I making anybody sick? I can, I can try and I can try and yeah, not, you know. not so much. <laughs> my help. Oh, you got you gave Alex a headache. (laughs) Come on, guys, you play VR. I know, right? (laughs) Deal with it. (laughs) Love Aspen Darkfire. Yeah, you gotta have your Aspen legs. Yeah, right. Jesus. Oh, both of them. Yeah. You All right. Both. Wow. The, the first laugh was like the sympathetic laugh, and then the second one was the true <laughs> outcome of the whole situation. So oh, anyway, man. the game Jeez. is pronounced Demio. All right. And Demio. holy shit. Like I was hyped about this game before it came out. 
I'm especially hyped now that it's out, A, because we can talk about it, and B, because everyone seems to fucking love this, which is so rad, because that means <laughs> we'll all be playing together for a while, I hope. Yep. yep. This game is yeah, freaking killer. It is killer. And and so I was that guy that was not really into D&D growing up. I didn't have any friends that really played it. You know, it seemed very cumbersome and very difficult and, and just to keep track of all the mana and the hit points and what was happening and the battles and the add-ons and the card. It just seemed like a pain in the ass. And I just would rather turn on a video game console. Now this game does it all for you. And it now makes it so people like me can now get into uh, like a D&D dungeon crawler, something like that, right? Or a tabletop um, uh, dungeon crawler like this and really enjoy it. Just really. But you, ha man, you got to play this with friends. I feel like you got to mm -hmm. play it because you have to strategize. You can't just go in there and willy-nilly this like you're going to die. Uh, it's very, die. <laughs> very difficult. So you got to really work with your team. Uh, everyone's got to, you know, be on the same page. You can't just go off and do your own thing. So I'm really enjoying this game. Love it. What yeah, you think, yeah, it is. It is tremendous. There's so much about it that I love. And uh, so I was watching Mateo 311 play yesterday before, before I bought the game. I bought the game as soon as I, I watched him for like five minutes playing. And he made some like fantastic points. So I almost, I feel like everything I'm going to say is going to echo some of the things he said already. So definitely go check out like his, his gameplay. I haven't watched Gamer Tag's gameplay yet. Um, there's a few that people want to watch the gameplay, but uh but just, it's, it's like Dungeons and Dragons kind of light. It's almost more like, um, oh, what's that game that came out when probably when we were all kids? It was in the 90s. It was like this little, it was like a tabletop board game, Hero Quest. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to play that. a lot that. of Hero Quest. Because um, it's, it's very much, it's more like, a, it's easy Dungeons and Dragons, but it is just so incredibly immersive. I love it. It's like you can jump in, you don't have to know all the rules. It, exactly what Skiva said. You just, you just get to play and it, and it feels so much so much great about it mm -hmm. I you guys talk about it and i'll say how many how what else i love about it but so uh, what i what good. i'm i mean i this is first of all games like this are just like my bread and butter right like if the characters have swords shields bows and arrows and magic spells there's a fucking good chance i am going to play that game you know like i just mm -hmm. love that stuff and especially because it it so often provides such a a good um, like platform or vessel for multiplayer teamwork cooperation kind of situations, right? Where like, you know, the, the warriors are there because they go up front and they have a role to fill. Like the RPG really is something beautiful when you do it socially. And that's what I've always loved mm -hmm. about these games. You know, like maybe I, I mean, I don't like love swords. I don't love magic spells. I love how I feel when I'm connecting with people playing these kinds of games. And that's what's always brought me back. So Demio yeah. has made this accessible for a lot of people. Um, and what I love about it right now is that, and this is also true um, of Cards and Tangers, which we just talked about the other day, but like these games are relaxing like physically right like i was like i like chill in bed i'm like lounging you know like george costanza propped up on the side you know like sexy lounge status <laughs> and just like you know like chilling playing this game that where in my mind the gears are like like turning and yeah. i'm like strategizing super hard so mentally i'm insanely stimulated while i can relax and socialize at the same time which is not something that is typical of the vr experiences that we play like population one for example you're climbing you're flying you're getting shot at it's super mm -hmm. crazy holy shit this is so intense you know but like demio is intense but 
not physically like i can just relax and and it all is it's plat is happening up here so yeah. that's yeah. one of the things that i absolutely love about this is that i can chill but i'm still fully engaged and i'm doing it socially and it feels great and to take that chill a step forward right so so you play this game you're standing at a table everyone's standing around a table and you're you're playing this game but you can take that table and if you want to like lay down in bed or chill on the couch you can tilt it up so then you can kind of lay down and just have it like right in your face and you can just relax and play, right? Mm -hmm. And it can be, you know, some of the stuff can be a little stressful, but like you said, it's kind of, it's all up here, right? You're, you're really, you're not, you're not aiming down the barrel of a gun. You're not running around and climbing, right? You're trying to make the right decisions to not get you and your teammates killed mm -hmm. while taking mm -hmm. out the enemies and completing the objective. So um, this game is freaking good. It's good. Yeah. All day long. And I want to unpack a, a bit about what makes it so interesting is the, is the pace. So, or well, for me, what makes it interesting is the pace. Um, a lot of MMOs, when they get like, well, a lot of RPGs, when they get transferred into console, it speeds up the action, which means like, you know, if you play World of Warcraft, like you're doing cool stuff and you turn to your brain, like, did you see that? Did you see I just hit that guy crit for 2000? And everybody's like, well, no, man, I was staring at my grid doing healing. Like, I, I didn't see that crit or I didn't see how you tank that. Like, but this game, it's because it's turn based, you get to see what happened to everybody. And it just, it's such a good feeling. Like, you know, me and Skiver were playing last night and, you know, I played a card to increase the damage on a boss and then I crit with this hit. And anyway, I was like, check that out. And I'm like, he saw that the whole team saw that and it's like everybody congratulates each other and then like every move is slowed down and it's like a it's almost like you have that superpower like you can slow things down think it through make a decision people are agreeing together and it's just it's it's like you can't really play alone i guess you could play alone but it's so much fun just interacting with your friends on a slower pace mm -hmm. that's a great you're, point you're really with the people like so i love world of warcraft but sometimes it's the, the pace. And then same with VR MMOs, which we should get into as well uh, later after uh, Demi was, they're trying to replicate, excuse me, and, Mat and Matteo was talking about this uh, at length. The VR MMOs are trying to basically replicate console MMOs or PC MMOs, right? The flat screen MMOs into VR, as opposed to taking advantage of what makes VR amazing, right? And now there's nothing against VR MMOs. They are, they're going to be fabulous. I have so much fun with them. But they are basically trying to replicate the uh, the PC games, the flat screen PC games. I don't, I haven't seen them really take advantage of what makes VR special. Um, anyways, okay, there, there. For the you guys can discuss yeah. amongst each other. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, this is uh, this is right in my alley, dude. And I think what you were saying about it slow, being slowed down is a great point because the, you're you're hitting the nail on the head, like it is awesome to be able to share those epic moments with the team and like have everybody be engaged and like fully connected and like present for everything that's happening. And mm -hmm. it's doing so slowed down. Right. But way fucking faster than on an actual tabletop, <laughs> you know, yes, like a yes, tabletop true. game is really slow. Like the few times mm -hmm. that I've ha been able to do D and D campaigns, like you are there all day. You mm -hmm. know, like it is an all day affair, like six to eight hours where you guys are trying to get through a dungeon and maybe you do a couple of fights, you know, because everyone has to roll dice. Everyone has to write down numbers, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. for all the combat and all this shit. And um, so Demio, of course, is much faster than anything that's been done on a tabletop. So I think they've found a good mm -hmm. balance there where they've slowed it down enough. Right. But it's still way faster than typical uh, traditional tabletop gaming. So it can still appeal to video gamers. Yeah. Yes. 
and yeah, and resolution yeah, games right resolution games is behind this so we know um from their past titles that they're going to continue to support this they're going to make it work uh as, as the best they can they're going to patch it they're going to work out any bugs um and it's steam vr for your pc vr people and it's quest as well it runs natively good on, the quest. on the computer by the way it, yeah. like yeah the graphics look a lot better on the pc oh, i haven't even tried the pc version yet i haven't either i've just seen video but mm. side by side it is like beautiful obvious wow I, but I still it's tried on quest but it is gorgeous beautiful. Like, it's gorgeous and quest too yeah, Go it's gorgeous in Quest too. You can, you know, so you see this whole table in front of you, but you can also zoom down and get all the way into the dungeon and watch these life-size creatures kind of battle it out as you make moves. Uh, so you have that huge, you know, that scale that you can play with. You can get huge, you can get small. Uh, the world around you gets giant. You can really see all the details and the details of the characters and, and you know, how they're fighting. And it's, it's just mwah, mwah, mm -hmm. very well done. And that's what I mean by a beautiful use of VR, that scale thing. Mm -hmm. Like you couldn't really do that in real life well. I mean, you can put your head on the table, um, but just that, yeah, that, that zoom in and zoom out is so nice. And the characters being like, kind of look like miniatures, but they move. Mm -hmm. Like they actually like, it, it just, it adds so much to it. It's, I, I can't wait to see where this game goes. I think it, there's so much potential. Um, I mean, the price tag, I think I paid $33 for a Canadian. Yeah, it's a little um, steep. It, it seemed, I mean, if I can get, what, 10 hours of fun out of it, I think that that's worth it, mm -hmm. um, especially if they do expand it's it. So like even as games. it is, I'm already satisfied paying that much for this game because I think I'm going to have a ton of fun with it. Mm -hmm. uh, but hopefully there's just, just more and more to come. Like it can, yeah. I don't know, like how many hours you guys have put in on Alex, how many games have you played so far? Um, well, I've hit, well, I played, I probably played like four or five before it came out. And I've probably played four since three or four. So you're looking at four or five. Do so. I'm gonna do some really quick math. I can't wait. Twenty hours of fun for thirty bucks. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy yeah. with that. Yeah, man. I mean, you go, you go to a movie. You spend, you're gonna spend thirty bucks, and it's gonna be twenty two. You know, it's gonna be two hours, right? Like. Yeah. So yeah. what the hell, man? This is this is what's up. <laughs> yeah, it's really good, man. Yeah. And yeah, it good. is definitely, uh, like we said, not for uh, the week. Like you got to get in there, and it's this will test some friendships, I think. Yeah, <laughs> you sure. Know? Because sure. at some at a certain point, you'll like people start making moves, right? And I've I've played stuff like this, you know. So like I'll watch somebody who's new to the game, and I see him making moves. I'm like, oh god, that is that is so not efficient, you know, like. Oh man, like no, I was gonna open the door. You just wasted your turn. You know, like I'm like seeing people do this yeah. kind of stuff, and like there's a fine line between like helping and and leading and like manhandling and like being controlling. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so yeah. it'll be interesting to see how group dynamics play out and stuff like this because you really do need to think about each turn. Yeah. Like if you're wasting your turn and just like fiddling around doing something that's not helping then mm -hmm. you could be the difference between winning and losing. Yeah, and, and not just think about yourself and your character and your move, but you have to think about all the players right. and what's going to happen to them because if one of them gets taken out, you're probably not going to finish this game. Yeah. You need you need all, the, all your people, right? And, you know, I would not suggest this game to someone that goes into games solo. You know what I mean? Like, I really do feel like because of that, what I just mentioned, it's going to be way better... Um, experience if you have friends you can work through mm. this stuff with like yeah, i just can't imagine so. going in with randoms also you need a little time dude like yeah. two hours like minimum, minimum. two mm -hmm. hour minimum for a session a session of demio mm -hmm. 
And by the way, this trailer that we've been showing, they're like first impressions trailer. There's mm. some pretty awesome names in there. Yeah. Um, the fucking Romero clan from like the days of yeah. like Doom. The pixel yeah, whip like guys. Car yep. Car Carmack's old partner from id software is in this video and his wife like that's yeah. pretty that's pretty yeah there's a lot up. of yeah it's a lot of good stuff going on in in this video yeah john romero yep dude yep kaz and sherry yeah this this good great people in here man i mean everyone everyone really likes this game anyway i guess we can stop jerking off to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like you know, it's almost like we're advertising for them but yeah no, it yeah really, it's, it, it is, it's, it's amazing yeah it's I good i work for yeah. we're not the only ones that think it either like yeah. i think what is it road to vr reviewed it and gave it a five out of five or upload one of those two reviewed it and gave it like mm -hmm. a five out of five rating which i guess is pretty rare so anyway yeah. uh, if and, you guys want to play it and yeah. they've already announced an expansion already which is have they already oh, yeah, second i guess the second quest or whatever yeah like yep. the rat the rat king or something yep. like that yeah. So tell me a little bit about uh, Zenith, The Last City, because you've been playing this game in the alpha, and so mm -hmm. a lot of people have been playing this game, actually, already in the alpha, and I haven't really pushed to get access, but now I'm starting to feel like I fucked up. So like, <laughs> am I missing out right now, or what? Um, hmm. That, that's a good question. Are you missing out? It's, it's uh, So similar like an MMO alpha, when you jump in, there's... I might get some heat for this. Um, there's not a ton <laughs> to do. Like, what they're missing from a VR MMO at this stage, I think, is a story. That's, where, that's why I go to MMO, is I want friends and a good story. What they have right now is the world and some of the mechanics and the leveling. You can run around and do some quests and grind, and that's a lot of fun just to kind of to play around with it. Uh, but, like, I put in a few hours, and I feel like, okay, I feel like, I want to wait until it's ready. Like mm -hmm. I want to see this game complete. I don't want to. I don't want to spend too much time in the alpha. Um, but it is. It is very cool. I don't know if if you were involved in. I can't remember Alex. Were you in the uh, Elysia, uh, like the I guess yes. the pre pre alpha days? Yes. Yeah. Uh, similar similar idea. Like you can wander around. You can explore. You can go. Actually, I mean, Zenith is quite a bit further ahead. Uh, but of course, Elysia was like pre pre alpha at that stage. Right. Um, but I don't know, that, that, that's my impression. I know, again, and I keep on referring to Mateo just because I've been uh, interacting with this stuff a lot more lately, but, uh, like, he's absolutely loving it. Like, that dude, he's been in there for so long, um, and he's just he's loving the vibes. I was in there with him for uh, two hours, and we had so much fun together, but then I don't feel the draw to go back until they, they get some more stuff in it. Um, Mechanics-wise, it's very interesting. Uh, Cyberpunk, the, the gun shooting is pretty cool. The healing mechanics are kind of neat. It's not quite the the trifecta tank healer DPS, but it's very close. Like the healers can do some damage, but I think it's gonna, you know, you're gonna see those rolls come out and that sort of thing. So, so any, any, but I mean, please ask me questions about it because I feel like I'm just kind of rambling on without really describing much. Um, no, I mean, I think that's pretty much what I was trying to hear. You know, okay. I uh, okay. I like like I said, I've I wasn't exactly in a hurry, kind of for the same reasons that you are, right? Like. I I went into the Alicia Alpha and I was like, okay, cool, but where's the rest of it? You know, like, yeah. it's, yeah. and I don't want to feel that way when I go into this. So I was like, not in a hurry to mm -hmm. jump in there and like just soak up everything because like, what I go get a lay of the land and then next time I come in when it releases, there's just like an extra layer on top of it with like some NPCs walking around and shit and like people to talk to and like quests. I get. I mean, like, cool and all, but like, I would rather absorb it fully. You know like yeah. like I, I avoid spoilers as much as i can honestly and that's almost yeah. like one huge spoiler going into an alpha of an mmo like that 
Yeah, it is. It really. I think. I think alphas for MMOs are, are exactly that. Like it, you want that polish because you want that joy of discovery. Like I want to be the first time I go in there is when I find out that you know that boat that is over there I can climb. I don't want to find out for the alpha when it's almost done. It's not quite textured and yeah. Right. That, that that's my feeling. So, I mean, it's looking really good though. So here's the question: Is this gonna, potential? The question then, I guess, is based on what you're seeing. Like, is this going to be? Is this going to be something that people do? Oh, I think so. I think I think they're going to have a, a community around it, um, for sure. I mean, already there's a, there's a lot of people jumping in and playing and enjoying it. I think it 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 ticks a lot of the boxes. It's like Orbis, but a little bit more um, gritty is not the right word, but a little more mature. Like when I played Orbis, I felt like I was a uh, like Rec Room plus plus like. Right. Again, I hope I don't get any hate for that. Orbis is fantastic. I think they're doing a great job. But again, there was it was quite complicated. It felt more like a kid's game to some degree. Orbis feels, I mean, uh, Zenith feels like it might be a bit more grown up, like a bit more, not grown up, that's the wrong word. But you know what I mean? Like your characters have legs. That's cool. Right. I like having legs in VR. That, that, that <laughs> kind of makes it more immersive, you know? Um and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to see a lot more. Like, someday the characters look a bit more gritty in there. Like, they look like, you know, angry, you know, snake things with swords and stuff. So, we'll see. I, th- I think what's going to, what really is going to make a difference is whether they can force people to want to play together. Because, I mean, that's what MMOs are about, right? Building teams of players, having parties, like, a reason to be together. And this is where that trifecta comes in with the, the tank, healer, and DPS. If people can do everything on their own, then they may tend to solo that, which is fine. A lot of people love playing solo. But I think if you're an MMO with lots of people, you want to, to force some sort of rules so that you need people to play together. You sort of like, you have to rely on people. I think that makes it more intriguing, right? If you have to cooperate. Like if I can heal myself, why do I want a healer? Right. Um, that's one of the things. So I know some people hate on the trifecta. I think it's a mechanic, it's a tried and true mechanic that's been working great. Uh, and some RPGs that have veered away from it they, they tend to, to, to become more like solo-oriented games. That, that's how I feel about it anyways. I'm, not, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of other opinions on that. I don't know. What do you guys think of the, the trifecta? Like, what's your, what's your take on it? It's been around since, I don't know, like, like the 60s, right? Yeah. 70s, maybe? I love it. And I mean, you know, I feel like, uh, yeah, I love that. I think it's great. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily think you need the trifecta, right? Because you have something like Demio, for example, who uses a four-class system. And it's not oh, exactly yeah, yeah. tank healer DPS because nobody's a healer. So it's more like ranged melee tank support and everyone can mm-hmm. heal, you know, and that's like the quad quadrifecta. <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> you know, so it doesn't necessarily have to be those three, but I just think a balanced party system is what is most important. And, you know, if yeah. they can manage yeah. to, to execute the party system in a balanced way that like maybe one of those classes is like the, the, the crowd control class you know like they're the ones that can freeze everything stun everything slow down time the other guys are the ones that can hit something from really far away and then the other guys that are can do damage from up close maybe that those rules will kind of flesh out you know naturally based on the vr mechanics i don't know we'll see but um i guess in in any case i'm not in a huge hurry to get in there you know i think Mm -hmm. i would like to probably experience it a little naturally Mm -hmm. myself i really want to see how they balance combat in a vr mmo like the the hacking and slashing versus the casting 
um, because it's, it's going to be very strange to balance that because it's going to depend a lot on like how how fast can you swing your arm? Like how do you do you rate limit that? I'm really interested in seeing how they use the the VR mechanics for for those sorts of things, right? Like um, you know, because I mean, when you're playing WoW, you're looking at okay, if I cast these five spells in this order at this time, and I'm going to get the maximum DPS. Well, what if good play in a VR MMO means you have to be able to swing your arm? across your body at a certain speed like that's right. going to be a weird limiting factor to being a good player um so i'm interested to see like what are they going to do about that like how do they balance those sorts of things i'm sure lots of people are thinking a lot about it um like an orbis like pulling back that bow it's like well i could do this or i could do a caster which feels a little bit easier to cast and do high damage than having to keep pulling back that bow mm -hmm. um i don't know what people think about that what, what do you think skiva like alex like what what's your take on that sort of like the how do you use VR mechanics to make the the MMO experience more appealing and, and more interesting? I think but people, also balanced. I, th I think balance is honestly on the back burner. I think people are more <laughs> concerned about their expression when they're in VR. You know, and it's like, oh, I'm a ranger. God damn it. You know, no, I am a tank. <laughs> you know, like they're not like, oh, how can I get the most amount of damage out of this game? They're like, hey, how can I be a tank in VR? You know, like, how can I be a rogue in VR? So I think mm -hmm. the expression is kind of at the forefront right now. Or at least I, I think that's, f from my perspective, it is. I'd be worried less about whether or not my class is overpowered or underpowered and more about, is this the class that I feel the best performing as, you know? So uh, yeah. as far as, like, I, like that. I don't know how to balance it, though, to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I, I love that perspective that VR is, and that's where VR shines, right? The immersion, the storytelling, um, that sort of thing is, I hope they, that that's the, the type of people get attracted to that, to that sort of game, that it's not about high DPS numbers. It's more about, you know, did I enjoy that session? Like, did I, you know, build a bond with these people who I'm with, who are experiencing this with me? I mean, I, I would love to see that. I'd love to see a lot more role-playing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Next time I play Demio, I want to do a little bit of role playing there. I want to like talk like my character and, and get more involved in that scene. Now, with the population one, what I'm seeing is very quickly it became, you know, how do you get the most kills? Like, what is the strategy to get the most kills and get the highest on the leaderboard? Yeah. Which weapon is the best one to use? And the other weapons start not getting used. Now, the population one team, Big Box, are doing a great job of like changing things up every once in a while so it doesn't get stagnant. But as soon as they change them up, everybody's like, okay. What's the best loadout I need? And then you're going to see a bunch of guys run that loadout. Or how do I wall peak the best? Right. Like, you know, they're, they're looking for strategies that are making the game. It kind of makes the game feel a little stale because everybody starts doing the same strategy because they're trying to optimize for the kills. I feel right? like that's a, becomes, like a result of a, of, a, of a population with a lot of people in it, you know, or a community with a yeah. lot of people in it. Like, mm -hmm. once a lot of yeah. people start showing up, that's when these things kind of start to become hot topics of conversation because so many people are engaging in conversation and ultimately those are the questions that just like get pushed to the top and people want to get better they mm -hmm. they play so much time they play they spend so much time playing the game they love it but then they keep losing and they're like dude all right just give me the strongest gun <laughs> <laughs> and it is it is it has gotten really competitive over the last little while like i find the last couple of weeks have become really competitive there was a time when like i was going into matches and you know often i would win and you know i was having a good time not always but it was often now i find i'm getting to matches where people are like the new people coming in because the community is expanding just amazing players and i mentioned before like my uh, my son started playing 
and he picked up on it so incredibly quick. Like he was, he surpassed me in skill level within no time. Uh, and maybe it's because I'm old, um, but it's just like <laughs> the, the the new players coming to Population 1 are really good. And I feel like there's some of the players that have been around a bit are starting to to see themselves, you know, fall in the standings. Like yeah. they're they're not playing as well, not because the game got harder, but because the competition got a lot more intense. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I, I enjoy it. It's fun. But yeah, I don't. I have a lot harder time uh, landing the wins these days than I used to. So I want to use an opportunity here while I, I, while I feel like it's here to yeah. shift gears a little bit. And before we get into another topic of conversation, we should talk about um, some free stuff that we gave away. Oh, right. Yes. I think that would should. be a good idea. Yes. So last issue we attempted, or last issue, <laughs> last episode, <laughs> we attempted to give away the first issue of vr trend magazine signed by the creators live on the show and skiva is incompetent and can't fucking put fired again giveaway and fired again put away together a podcast to save his life (laughs) so you know we apologize (laughs) so we apologize for skiva's incompetence but luckily uh he has redeemed himself he actually went through the live chat pulled everybody's name out dumped it into a different giveaway Polar outer over, and yes. if you yes. and what did and you the winner is Hussein X. Hussein X. And and I don't see him here in chat, and we have messaged him on uh, on Discord, so hopefully he shows up to claim his prize soon. Hussein X, you have one three week. days. No, <laughs> you already had a week. Oh, that's true. You have three days, Hussein X. You hear us? If you don't respond within three days, somebody else is getting your shit. So you fucking better show up and come get your magazine. Wow. Okay, well, um, that was scary. Yeah, so yeah, just, just come was, get it. terrifying. Just, I, like, you, can't, you can't see my actual expression, but I am terrified. Right? I, would, I would probably run away if I was Hussein X and not contact get us. get your magazine, Hussein X. And then we also <laughs> gave away a entire full fucking cyber shoes kit. Yeah. The shoes... The, yes. the the booties, the seat, the carpet, like every single thing you need for cyber shoes, it was in this giveaway, and we've pulled a winner for it. Skiva. Yes. So the winner for that is Andrew Ingram. And you know what's super interesting about this is Andrew is disabled and he uses VR and things in VR peripherals to keep himself healthy enough to not need his wheelchair. So this is oh, this wow. is big, man. Like I feel like I'm so wow. excited for this guy to get these shoes because he's going to be like exercising and playing games, and it's actually making a real difference. It's going to make a difference in this guy's life. That is yeah. right. That is amazing. Yeah. That is that is the story. That's the ending to this story that you could only dream of yeah. being the case. And I assume you didn't pick him based on that. Right? No, man. I didn't know his story <laughs> until I just I just picked a random winner and then, you know, I had the program pick the winner. And then I contacted him and he told me the, the whole story. And I was like, Oh man, that was great, man. Wow. You know? <laughs> well, that's so, so good. You yeah. know, I mean, because you know, every the the giveaways are pretty basically open to anyone mm-hmm. you know and somebody could get these and be like oh cool throw them on the shelf boom that's it like yeah here's another part of my collection you know but like zero use whatever yeah. and this is it's really it definitely feels great to know that it's going to somebody that has a true practical mm-hmm. use and application and not just like hey this looks cool but like yo this is the kind of shit I need in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's really mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Speaking of so you did mention that um uh 
I go to push buttons and then I lose my train of thought. But <laughs> but you, t- <laughs> you normally do great. <laughs> so you did you did mention that uh, that anyone is open to enter these giveaways, right? Whether they're whether they are um, are, are normal viewers and they're here every week or not. Uh, but one of the things I want to do is I do want to make sure, just like we did with the VR Trend Magazine giveaway, that we do have giveaways that are exclusive to the people, the hardcore viewers that are here every week in chat and that are supporting our show and our Patreons and blah, 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 right? So so I feel like if you stay tuned, there may be another Cyber Shoes giveaway coming, um, maybe just for our people. Whoa. So, so we'll see. Nice. We'll so see. that's like super high chances of winning. Yes. Yes, right now because nobody audience. watches our show. Yeah. <laughs> because right now there's like five people. Here. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but because we have, we do have an, an intimate community, is what I would. We call do. It. Yeah, we do. See, that's we have an I, intimate yeah, community. You come to me when you want to word something and make it sound better than it is. <laughs> and I usually do. That's why you write the descriptions. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what we did with your description, Ad. Don't worry. You, right. you made it sound yeah, as no, good as you are. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 mean, I want to touch on that because. There's something about this show that it's just, it's all the people you want to talk to in chat. Like yeah. every time I come, I look at who's there and it's like, you recognize this person, this person, this person, like they are the people who are influencing the community. Um, and it's, it's, it's fantastic. Like, I think your show just it hits that segment that I love to interact with. Um, Thanks, so man. thank you guys. Thank That's you for awesome. part of the show. Even, even if it's not, you know, drawing, know a million subscribers like this is what people (laughs) need to talk about this is the kind of stuff like when you go from your show from one week to the next that the variety of guests and the topics you get onto that's the kind of thing that people are are thinking about right like that's that's what they should be talking about as opposed to just like you know how do i win the most population one games yeah Um, well hell man that's thank you i really i really appreciate that i love our show too uh you know i'm probably our biggest fan i I wear all our merch it's (laughs) fucking great but uh (laughs) no i do appreciate that feedback that's that's pretty awesome and i love everyone that's here to me this is like every friday i get to hang out with all my buddies you know what i mean it's like it's not really a show it's a hangout session with all these amazing people and every week we get to talk to someone new and exciting and please Please, please do subscribe please it means the world to us um so subscribe like yeah. ring the bell all any button you see in youtube just, you know just hit it we do want to see the community grow but at the same mm-hmm. time we yeah. would do continue to do this if it never grew by another subscriber yeah like this mm-hmm. this is already like fulfilling and satisfying enough for me that um mm-hmm. it is not about the popularity frankly it's about the opportunity to connect with amazing people like yourself sir aspen darkfire i'm looking at you yeah. no you can't tell but i am so um so i think this is a good segue because i want to get into kind of like but what before I, what I, we said oh you real quick, i'm sorry oh. i broke your segue i did want to mention because i saw mepper mention it and what what the terrible community manager would it be for cyber shoes if i didn't mention there's only three days left on the indiegogo indiegogo for the cyber shoes for the quest these things are already shipping right so if you don't have a pc and you do want to get into these you can do so right now for a really discounted price and there's only three days left so anyway well i hope it was worth it (laughs) i think that was a good segue i'm I'm happy with that segue i can't wait to hear alex's segue i mean it it better be that i ruined Uh, all right so so after the cyber shoes commercial i'll switch gears here (laughs) 
into uh, kind of what I... Nepper made me do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it was from Nepper, frankly, I'm allowing it. Anything anything from Nepper. All right. So, um, oh, what's up, uh, Laszlo216? Algorithm engagement alert. I love your content. Wow. Thank you. Awesome. We love your Thanks so uh, much. presence here with us at the show today. Heck yeah. So I kind of themed today's show around the idea of identity online right because it kind of kicked up an interesting conversation when we're talking about getting an image of aspen darkfire for our thumbnail and if he's going to show up on the show as himself or as an avatar right and you know at the root of all of that i think is a conversation about identity and about expression Mm -hmm. and i talk often about expression and that word i use pretty loosely you know it 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 kind of is a multifaceted word and and there's a lot of different forms of expression right like playing beat saber is expression you know when i'm playing a bts song which by the way the bts pack beat saber fucking great it feels so good it's like dancing you know like where the blocks are like really has you like vibing hard on the music and it is fantastic and there's expression there i feel like i'm doing something i i'm feeling it i'm like oh yeah mm, mm, mm. i'm like hitting it it's exp- there's a lot of expression in it but that's different than the expression of someone who, you know, dresses up as like a gender that's different than their than the one that they're born in and goes into VR chat and, you know, pretends to be a girl when they're a boy or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's a different form of expression. Now, this is someone who has decided that they want to present themselves as this and they want to, you know, vibe on this for a while. And maybe that doesn't match who they are in the real world. You know, in VR, oftentimes, I think a lot of people use it as uh, as a way to express themselves in different ways, you know, um, but then in, it kind of starts to hit home a little bit because oftentimes people aren't able to separate the you that's like the, the meat bag sitting there behind the, the computer screen and the avatar that you're choosing to present. It's almost like you've chosen this new version of yourself now to the, this is you, you know what I mean? And like everyone wants to attach, you know, some people want to attach identities, like your whole identity to individual expressions of yourself that you're choosing to put forward. And all of this kind of just like kicks up this big messy kind of like situation uh, or conversation, I guess, where it can be hard to navigate. So I thought mm-hmm. that this would be a good conversation to have with Aspen Darkfire because a he, as he mentioned earlier on the show, kind of feels like he is able to express himself more in an avatar form than he is in real life. So maybe you can just talk about a little bit of your personal experience in this world and then uh, maybe give us a little bit of perspective, um, you know, on like the meta. Sure, sure. So, um, so yeah, so I mean, and I, I can't remember if I was talking to you guys or I was talking on the show when I mentioned this. Uh, when they reached out for for a, a picture of me, I was like, well, yeah, but that me, that 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 actual picture of my real face, I don't feel like that represents me in this context. Um, in fact, the more I'm in VR, the more time I spend with different avatars, the less I feel like I'm associated with my my physical self. Like, it's almost like, why does the world have to view me with like the color hair I have? Like, I could I could dye my hair, right? This is like kind of an extension of that is people trying to to change or modify the way it looks so that they're more comfortable. And this is this is the me I'm I'm right now more comfortable with. Um, for a little while ago, I was rocking a a blue avatar out of um, Alt space. Uh, alt space. Yeah, I was really enjoying that avatar. That felt a little bit like me. Um, unfortunately, 
it, it does raise questions. You know, everybody thought that the color I chose was trying to make some sort of racial statement. It, I, I just like mm. blue. That's all it was. Mm. I, I thought you were a fan of the Smurfs. Like, Smurfs, <laughs> exactly. That's a simple, the simple Damn it. Like I got to figure out like which ones to laugh and cool. which ones the crickets. Because you deserved crickets for that. <laughs> I hit you with the laugh track and I'm pissed. And that was supposed to be crickets all day. <laughs> But there, there's job. also the uh, so right off the bat when early on me and Alex started um, playing video games together, and this isn't really that long ago, I, I had to say to him, "Hey man, you know I, I I play a female World of Warcraft character. That's just me comfortably. Like it has nothing to do with you know my sexuality or anything. It's just I like playing a, a female World of Warcraft character. That's why I associate myself with when I'm in that world." And uh, and he was totally, of course, okay with that. Like most people, a lot of people seem to accept that when you're playing MMOs. That well, yeah. So what you you play as? I think it's just an avatar, right? Same with the VR chat. If you go into VR chat, I, I tend to use a male avatar just because I found someone I like. You know, you run into female avatars. You run into people who want to be, you know, animals, uh, bananas, whatever, whatever they want to associate with. And I, I love that you can disassociate who you are physically with who you are mentally. Because I mean, we all live in this conscious construct, right? Like. It's whatever is real is real in my mind, and that's what makes VR so immersive. I'm not expressing this properly, but when you're in virtual reality, like that is my reality at that time because my brain's interpreting those signals, and this is me. Like I am sitting in this area with like a truck over there and the cement. This feels this feels very real to me. Like this is where I am right now, and my mind doesn't know the difference. Right. Um, well, it does know the difference on a, on a certain level, but. You know what I mean? If, if, if that truck started driving at me really fast right now, I would freak out because <laughs> my, my brain, my animal brain would be like, get the hell out of the way. There's a truck coming at you, even though, you know, at a metal level, I know that there's no truck there. Um, anyways, I went off, but that, that, so it's, 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 let's talk more about identity because I love it. Like, how, how do you guys identify yourselves when you're in VR? Like, do you think of yourselves as, you know, I'm Skiva or I'm Harry or I'm like, like how do you guys identify yourselves when you're in VR. You know what's weird is, um, and I don't know if this has to do with age, I feel like there's a lot of different different things that go into this, right? When I go into a, an experience, a social experience, for some reason, I always try to make the avatar look as much like me as possible. Um, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of maybe it's because I'm because I'm an old man and I'm like so stuck on what I am that like it's hard to change. But uh, I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like I I identify with me more as the closest I can look like me in the game. Um, so, but you know, I know a lot of people that don't want to look anything like themselves, right? They, they don't even want to look like a human, you know, there's, it could go either way. What about you? I, I struggle with this. Mm. I do. You know, my instinct is to make something that looks like me because I identify typically with the physical body that I see in my reflection when I look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. So when someone's like, okay, you know, make yourself or, you know, make this, this version of yourself that you are now choosing that you will now identify with. My instinct is to typically go to make something that looks like me. Um, you know, in the, in the few times that I didn't, I remember growing up and like making an avatar in a game and being like, oh yeah, like I'm just going to go crazy with this one. I felt like I didn't identify with the character as much as after I'd gotten started. You know, maybe it would like, there was the excitement of the first day, you know, it's like, Oh, it's cool. I've got pink hair now. Yeah, this is awesome. But then like, you know, day seven or eight, I'm like, man, like who is this pink haired motherfucker? 
you know, like, I don't know who that guy is, you know, like, I don't identify with that. Like, what was I thinking? But yeah, nowadays yeah. it's a little different, you know, like initially that's my instinct. But nowadays I, I think I can see the benefit of, of, you know, alternate expression when it comes to man, like physically embodying something. Um, but I, I don't have like any inkling, like any, like, pull right like i think a lot of people the answer is very obvious for them you know especially like the furry community you know like one day you're cruising around online and then you click on a furry website and you're like bing holy fuck that's everything i've ever wanted you know like answer there it is i'm a furry now you know like and when you go into vr chat you're gonna pay 500 bucks for your custom furry avatar you know because that's how you feel like it just like clicked boom answer but i'm in a position where I would love to have an avatar that I could take into Neos or VR chat, but the pressure of deciding what that would actually be, especially when there's, I have to spend money to get it, you know, mm-hmm. like I can't get that for free. So if I'm going to spend money to get an avatar designed for myself, or maybe I, I only get and get one, right. Maybe somebody will buy it for me, but I only get one, you know? So it's like, okay, so what's that going to be? You know, like that there's a lot of pressure for that. And I guess, you know, there's the future of all, of course, having multiple avatars and ex- expressing myself in all of them. But Right now, as an avatarless virtual reality adventurer, I seriously I struggle between like finding something that is recognizable as me or something that I don't know allows me to express myself differently. But at at the moment, mm. I feel okay with expressing myself as me. And um, you know, I'm I'm in a position now where I've put myself on camera in an effort to be recognized as me. You know, so if I'm in VR unless I'm trying to be incognito or something, it would probably make sense that I'm as recognizable as possible. Do you, do either one of you think that maybe, um, that people being able to recognize your human body, this meat bag, uh, vehicle that we use while we're in this existence, do you, don't, do you think that maybe you are able to, uh, you know, especially in, in, in where we are content creators, right? We go online and we put all this stuff out there, right? And we want people to subscribe and we do want people because we, we want to be able to succeed. We don't want to put stuff out there for no one to watch. Right. But I feel, I almost feel like as a, as a human, um, people might may may identify uh, with us better and have that that more of a stable connection to you because you're humanified, <laughs> right? As opposed to maybe if uh, Aspen, maybe if people only ever saw you as an avatar, right? Walking away from your content or whatever the case may be might be easier because they don't have that human connection with you. To them, you are a digital thing. Mm, right. I don't think that, so. No, don't think I don't so? think so. No, because there are a few people who I know only as avatars, right? Like that Tom Clancy show or, oh, um, yes, yes. or, uh, my buddy Turk, who is, uh, one of the moderators over at Neos VR. You remember Turk? Yep. Did you meet him? Mm-hmm. He's like this weird robot kind of dude. He's mm-hmm. a unique avatar. I've never seen anybody that looks like him. I've only met him as his avatar. And if all of a sudden Turk wasn't a part of Neos and I went in there and I couldn't get in touch with him, I'd be like, Oh, like fuck turk like no you know like i recognize his avatar and i don't think that i'm like missing out even though it is kind of but then what if he switches his avatar does that i think if he switches avatar it would probably take me a little getting used to yeah Mm -hmm. it would probably be like an acclimation period almost like a haircut i guess okay okay what are you thinking about ad i I can make this conversation just a little bit more uncomfortable um and you'd be surprised at how to make it uncomfortable 
What about changing your voice? People get really awkward about you changing your voice. So they'll say, yeah, you go ahead. If you want to be a female avatar, if you want to be, you know, a dog, if you want to be uh, whatever, be whatever you want. Doesn't matter. But if you change your voice to sound like a female, I don't like that. You don't no, like no, that? No, not me. Not me. Aww. Not me personally. Come on, I some awkward, uh, awkwardness where people just don't like you or don't think you should be able to change your voice because then it, then it becomes misleading, right? Like if you have a female mm. avatar but male voice, I know that, you know, well, that's probably Alex. But if Alex has a female voice, all of a sudden, it's almost like he's trying to mislead me into thinking he's female, even though in VR, there, there's no context in which we are going to reproduce. But still, it feels weird, right? Like, interesting. That is interesting. Why are you, why are you, hmm. so what do you guys think about, like, how would you feel if I came onto the show and I modified changer. my voice to sound like a female? Well, I think it's interesting. We see a lot of people in games, like in, in massive multiplayer online games, you know, we see people in population one changing their voice. We see people in, in VR chat and alt space with voice changers. And, and I don't know. I mean, when I see someone as a, I guess, a female character, I kind of just automatically think, well, maybe that's, I guess my brain is just like female, right? You see someone that's a female and you're like, that must be a female. But I don't, so I don't think it's, to me, I feel like if you're going to change your look, I mean, what's the difference with changing your voice too? Um, and I like that. I like that answer. Yeah. I, not that, I mean, there's no, I guess it's a no right answer. I don't know. But I like but, that answer because that's how the way it should be. Like, yeah. I can change my, I can change my appearance. I should be able to change my voice to whatever I want. What mm -hmm. if I change my voice to sound like a five-year-old kid? Yeah. That's an interesting question. Hmm. And yeah. here's another one, Quicksilva, because it's like if one voice change is okay, it seems like they should all be okay, right? Mm -hmm. And Quicksilva mm -hmm. said she used to change her voice to not sound like a girl. Oh. Which ah, that's a good one too. And, but yeah. now that one is like easy to wrap your head around. It's like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, well, duh, you know, because being a girl in a predominantly yeah. male community, you get a lot of unnecessary, unwanted attention. You're just trying to play the game. Yeah, doom, boom, go for it. You yeah. know. So wait, if you have a problem with a different one, I mean, well, I don't know, but then you said like, what if you try to sound like a five year old kid? And it's like, it it really, I don't know. It, I guess it does. It come down to the intention. Like, is it the I intention? It because if your intention is to mislead, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. But what if your intention is it's to a role play or express? Okay, so right? what if your intention is to express as a five year old? Mm -hmm. it, it, it's a weird question, right? Like, it seems it like what I think there's a there's a there's an element of vulnerability. For some reason, we feel like if a if a female takes on a male voice, it's to sort of, like you say, it's to make them feel more comfortable, to protect themselves. They don't feel like, you know, they're going to get harassed. If a male takes on a female voice, like, well, you know, even though, again, there, there's no sexuality, like, there's no reason for me to think that, you know, I'm, I'm going to have some sort of intimate relationship with this person, but I would feel deceived if I thought they were a female and it turned out to be male, even though I shouldn't. I, I shouldn't feel deceived, but I, I do feel deceived. And, and again, if it's a child, like, you know, I play population one with a lot of kids. Um, at first, I was like, mm, it's, it's almost weird. Like, it's a weird scenario, right? If I were to go to the park, now, bear with me here, because um, it's being recorded. If I go to the park, and there's a bunch of five-year-olds playing, and I just walked in and started playing with them, like, just hung out, started kicking the ball around, parents <laughs> would be like, ooh, why, what's his intention there? Why is he playing mm -hmm. with those little, that's, that's out of place. That is really strange. And though there may be some assumptions that there's some sort of malicious intent. But I jump into pop one, and I'm playing with 11-year-old kids, and it's, it's nothing. It's no big deal. Right. It doesn't even, it doesn't phase me. It's like, you know what, but some people might find that a little weird. Like, why, like, in that context, like, 
So we're just not used to the idea of adults playing against. Anyways, go ahead. I, I think I'm, I'm getting I'm there. Kind of riffing here, but no, that, that's no, where it's it good. Gets really strange. No, your your riffing helps me lead to conclusions. This is what we do. Okay. That's what a conversation mm -hmm. is, and I'm 100 for all of it. So I'm sitting here and I'm starting to think about this, and I think it comes down to vulnerability because yes. you yeah. were, I was vulnerable, right? Like I was open to engaging in a like in a relationship with you, and I was being authentic. Right. I was expressing myself authentically and you were not expressing yourself authentically. Yet the connection that we made was real. Right. Like as far as I knew, I was connecting authentically with another person. So I was vulnerable during that exchange. But you got to hide behind something. You got to be behind some kind of wall or you got to be someone else and, and choose not to reveal who you are. And now I feel betrayed because mm -hmm. I was vulnerable and you were not. Right. So I guess the question comes to, so you feel betrayed, but then we go back to, does it matter what the voice box, like my physical voice, I, I could modify it physically. I could, I could you know, uh, I'm simplifying, right? But I could, I could cut out my voice box and change it and modify it or whatever like that. And then would it be less deceiving because I, instead of using a voice changer, a physical voice changer, I changed like my body to then have a different sounding voice. Um, I think I, I'm not sure where I'm going with that, but this is this is where I'm trying to think. Like, why do you feel deceived when, if that's how I represent myself, right? That's how yeah. I see myself. Then, isn't that okay that that's the way you see me, even if it's not like what my my physical voice is, is capable of doing? Again, I don't think I'm expressing this. I know, right. I, I have think, this like big I idea think, in my head, and it's like coming out like gibberish. I, I think I, I know you what follow. you're. I think I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, yeah, and I agree with you, but. I don't think there's any way to not feel no. that way on the receiving end of it. Yes. You know, like yes. Yes, right now are. though, yeah. right? VR is brand new. All this stuff is kind of brand new. Uh, 50 years from now, will we even go out into public and meet people in real life or will we only do it in VR, right? We got things like <laughs> we'll the pit. definitely still meet people. Well, but you, but you know what I mean? Will you go out and have an actual interaction in a, in, you know, in a, in a party after a, a global pandemic wiped out a bunch of the population right you're just going to feel you're going to feel safer you can't you know transmit disease across digital you know platforms um you can be who you want you 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 the appearance that you choose is always consistent to what you want it to be when you are uh in an online environment right so so i mean i guess this is all because this whole media maybe is so new as well um mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's a little bit harder to figure out. Maybe our opinions will also change um, as this becomes more and more common to replace yourself with an avatar. Well, and I think the difficulty of doing it in real life makes it like we just don't deal with it very often. Like, I think we've come accustomed to if someone changes the color of their hair. I mean, that's cool, right? If, if you want to, mm -hmm. if you have blonde hair, you want to have black hair, no big deal. Um, but because other things are harder to do, we we're not really accustomed to it, right? Low. So I mean, we can go into a really weird one. What if someone decides they want to change the color of the skin? Like not in VR, but actual in real life. Mm -hmm. Like like I Michael Jackson. Today, or, I want to change the color of my skin. That's going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. In fact, right. I mean, there's a lot of there there are celebrities who have gone through like almost like going being canceled for coming across as being slightly like their skin tone being different than what they actually is, right? In VR, that should be not a big deal, right? I should be able to have blue skin, pink skin. Now, if I have a darker shade of skin, then people get a little uncomfortable. They're like, well, wait a second. Are, 
are, are you really is that your skin tone or not it's like well i'm not this white either like i'm right. i'm actually a little bit tan you know what i mean like there are certain things that are just so taboo um but if they were easy to do in real life if you could literally like if everybody had a choice of skin color the second they turn like five years old they could just you know pick what skin color they have in real life i mean you probably see a variety of different skin colors and then it'd be because it's so easy to change society would have to just accept it like that it's right. just it's no longer a uh you're not forced to be of a certain skin tone now skin tone is is the most um is the most controversial one but i mean we already do that with our hair uh we can probably we can do it with eyes and contacts like as, and we're getting, as, it, as it progresses, it should become easier and easier to change more of your features really rather quickly. Go ahead. We're getting to a point too in real life um, where at some point we're going to be presented with the ability to, when we have a child, to um, maybe remove possibilities and genes for diseases, but also choose yeah, an eye yeah. color, choose a hair color, um, you know, maybe, maybe make someone a little taller. So then we're going to get into a lot of these things in real life. So I kind of think maybe this is pretty important um, that we go through all of this as a society with, with our digital selves first, because I think in real life, we're going to start being presented with these things. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's already doable. It's just the morality of it, you know, is not you know comfortable <laughs> it's, it's a great place to think about vr is a great place to think these things through because of how easy it is to, to change your appearance and change all the stuff um but yeah i, I think yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's there's so many weird problems that we have to cope with it's uh, not as easy that concerned you know it is not easy like we're we've posed some insanely difficult questions to answer here you know and it's like I don't see a clear path. Like when it comes to like, is it okay for me to pretend like I'm five online? You know, like that kind of question is so fucking hard to answer, you know, because mm -hmm. technically there's like, I don't know, there's like no real victims, right? So why do we feel like we've been victimized when all of a sudden you've been catfished? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like catfished <laughs> has like a negative connotation, you know, it's like, oh, I got catfished. Like someone presented themselves as something that they weren't. And I think maybe this is a point that I was trying to make earlier. It's, I think the level like of like, of your relationship is insanely important in that conversation, right? Like if it's all surface level, you know, if like I'm just joining random games at Call of Duty and pretending to be five the whole time I'm in there and people are reacting to me, I don't see the harm in that, right? Like no one's been deceived, no one's been let on, you know, but if all of a sudden we become friends and like we've been talking for six months and this whole time I've just been assuming that you're a young kid and you've not been, you've been a fucking old man the whole time, you know, like that that i think is where those feelings start to get kicked up it's like wait a second dude like we've been talking for this long and i've been vulnerable right that whole time and mm -hmm. you've just been like this has been like a facade or like you know or this is just an expression of of yourself that's not true to like you have multiple expressions how many versions of you are that you know like it's like you just feel like you they had the opportunity to give you the full picture and never gave it to you meanwhile you've been giving you know rel a relative full picture of the situation and i don't know i just don't i don't, it's a it, it, it is thing. it's a, it's such a so many rabbit holes you could go down right because because in oh, all God. reality yeah. this avatar isn't you either do you know right. what i mean right so so yes. uh, i don't know man no, I, it's very I mean, weird it's excited like the the yeah just the touching those little things just makes me so excited to talk about that kind of stuff because you're right like I mean, my consciousness is sitting inside this meat bag, but it doesn't have to be inside this meat bag. It mm -hmm. could be inside of something else, right? Like it's, 
there's yeah it's just it's so well it is and it is for all yeah. intents and purposes when you're there in population one your consciousness oh. is fully transferred into that space exactly exactly or if you're uh, playing and if, frankly if you are finding like a flow state in anything your consciousness is like transcending you know like that's why it's represented um as like that i don't know if anybody's seen the movie soul but like they represent I, I frankly i hate this representation but that's why they do it <laughs> because they represent like the the place between uh, life and death as being in the flow state and like there are people who like travel there just by like getting into a flow state activity and i like i'm just like like i i was cringing honestly a lot of people love that movie though so i don't mean to hmm, never, never even heard of it uh, it's a disney pixar movie oh okay but anyway okay. um flow state is that fucking thing right so it's like when i'm playing magic the gathering like and the two of us sitting at that table are agreeing that all of those things are happening and like he plays a card and like oh my god like i react to it like everything there that we are saying is happening is 100 percent actually taking place on some realm of reality you know like it is literally happening like our brains are are manifesting it right then and there by contributing our consciousness energy towards it that sounded fucking new age as fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah. you know well, what i'm saying yeah absolutely i i think you you hit the nail on there real quick i just want to say hi we got some some people popping in the chat we got mateo 311 we got rendered reality we have paradise decay PD. We, <laughs> and um uh rendered reality said uh did i miss anything because they got here late and <laughs> no, you missed, and yeah, you missed a fucking hour of the show what yeah. do you mean did it's i miss some crisis smash, everything smash yeah. mentioned that, that the, the, <laughs> smash mentioned that that he missed us he missed me dancing on the table and uh, i i am not going to do that again that was super awkward yeah, and you weird got, you got to get here early if yeah. you want to see that kind of shit yeah for sure you know? truth truth so what's up, so guys? Where do, we go, where do we go from here, man? Where do, I mean, that that's... Where do we go? I mean, what's the next topic? Well, I what mean, really I, sucks is that I don't feel like I'm any closer to ha having a grip on any of this shit. You know, like... No, but... but the, and I think this is where we just got to explore more. Like, uh, I think this, like this, this was a test for me, an exploration of how, you know, I could interact with your audience from an avatar. And I mean, you have guests before that have been an avatar, so it's not it's nothing new. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is actually a pretty crappy representation because my arms aren't quite working right. <laughs> but, but I'd love to hear the feedback. Like, like what do people think about it? They think, oh, why is that guy hiding behind an avatar? Like, I want to know what that, you know, old guy looks like or whatever. But I mean, if you go to my really old days, you can actually find pictures of me. But um, the whole point of it is like, is, does it, does this work? Like, can I do this? Can I start representing myself like this? And at what point am I going to be able to do this for like a work meeting? Like my colleagues at work, they're mm -hmm. going to insist they see the real me. I'll be like, is there a point in time in the not too distant future where I can say, yeah, no, that's private information. You, you can see my avatar because that's where I'm comfortable. That's where I identify. Yeah, I think, I think privacy is dying a, a horrible, oh, horrible death, death yeah, right now. Yeah, I could definitely go on. Well, yeah, let's there. let's yeah. let's dip privacy. into the chat then. Okay, let's see what people think because I do think this is a very interesting and somewhat controversial topic. We're talking about online representations and is it okay to present yourself as something maybe a different gender, a different age group uh, that you're not? You know, and 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 is there a line, right? Like because I'm kind of I'm, I'm right now I'm like in this space where I feel like it's okay until it's not right mm -hmm. like it's okay until you take it too far until you connect intimately with someone and like i mean oh i don't know but then i start to challenge that so i don't know that i don't know that's for sure yeah so i'm gonna read a few one. things out of chat and like let's see yes, what we have please. here so um 
uh, I saw something good. So Smashed Reality, and I hope you weigh in again, Smashed Reality, on this, because I need your follow-up, says, I take for granted that when I join a game, I just have a regular guy voice. No one cares about me. And that's interesting. So you, know, you say you take for granted. So does that mean you think it's a good thing? Like, do you are you glad that you have a regular guy voice? So that way, when you walk in, when you go into a lobby, you don't get any extra attention. People don't really care. Or do you wish that maybe you were expressing yourself and you had a voice that was able to... Um, I don't know. Make something happen. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, because if a female voice gets a lot of extra attention, you know, Robin and, and Quicksilver have, have mentioned that in the chat today too. Yeah. It's like you mm -hmm. just go in there and all of a sudden, boom, people start mentioning shit. To and, you. and person, person saying, you know, what you said originally too is, is what's your intent? Is your intent to deceive someone or is your intent just to feel more like you or is your intent to kind of blend in more with the game and to role play? I think, I think maybe the answer here really is intent. What are you trying to do? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, everyone should be able to do whatever it is that makes them comfortable. Like, like I said, this is not you, this body you were placed into, um, this, you know, your, that your energy is in right now. This isn't you. Um, you can change it. You can cut your hair. You can put on fake lashes. You can, you know, go in and spray stuff on to make your skin look darker. There's so many things that people do all the time. So what's the intent, right? And I, I, I really... And I'm really grabbing on to the intent thing. I mm -hmm. think that's that's the most important thing. Because if you're mm -hmm. going in to screw with somebody and you're making yourself look like a little kid and you're, you know, you're just in there to mess with people and and be and try your hand at being a shrieker, well, that's different because your intent is to be a shithead. Right? Well, it's a slippery slope, you know, because like it is. Because like mm -hmm. the reason why I keep going kind of back on it is because what if you really feel like you are expressing yourself authentically like what if you feel like a prisoner in your body you know and uh -huh. like you were born a man and deep down you've always felt like uh -huh. you were a woman and well, people yeah people go through this shit all the time sure they life. do and yeah. you know but but getting a sex change operation is a pretty big fucking deal it is. so maybe i can get a taste of that expression i mean and i'm speaking for i probably shouldn't be speaking for these people so i apologize if i don't know I offend anybody, I guess, but it's like, maybe this is an opportunity to like go in there and try it out, you know, or whatever. Sure. Maybe, maybe you're a little curious, right? And you want to be like, okay, I want, I want to feel like what it feels like to be a girl for a little while. And then that now becomes such a pure expression for you that, you know, I guess, I guess it would be, it's almost like it's, it would put so much responsibility on people who do that because it would be your responsibility if you're presenting yourself like that to not allow someone else to like get so close to this I don't fuck. I don't know how to answer this, dude. This is a this is a <laughs> oh, tough it's one. Super hard. It's it's super difficult to answer. Like I was just thinking, you know, um, suppose that I want to, you know, suppose my intent is to flirt with Alex because I enjoy that attention and I like it when he gives me that sort of attention. And it's easier to flirt with him if I have a female voice and a female character. And all of a sudden, now I'm getting attention from Alex. Now I'm deceiving him in a way. My intent is yeah, to intent enjoy thing. myself, but it's kind of harmless because, again, there's there's no situation in which I'm going to be in the same room as him. I'm in VR. Well, because I, you're I not going to get caught? That makes it okay? Yeah, yeah, I disagree. It's not going to get caught or because you can't – there is no follow-through. Like, it's – how harmless is it? To, and, and I'm not saying it is or not, mm -hmm. but if I'm flirting with Alex as a female – 
and there is no intent to follow up. I'm never gonna, you know, harass. I'm not gonna show up at his house. Nope. Um, nope. Nope. Is, nope. Is, am, am I hurting anybody? Yes. Am I not hurting? Is, is that yes, intent okay? Is it not okay? Now, on the other hand, if Robin were to come in and want to flirt with Alex, she wouldn't have to change her voice. She probably has no intent. Well, she has no intent on like showing up at his house. But you know, sometimes it's fun to to, to flirt with people. Like it's 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 a, it's a, something that you know people do. I'm really sorry to pick on you, Robin. That was just the first name that you're in chat. <laughs> first name came to mind. I'm not implying anything. But you know what I mean? Like like if gender doesn't really matter in VR because there is I mean, let's not talk about VR sex. Um, right. If if that's, that's not happening episode. and there's no intention mm -hmm. and you're just kind of flirting around with somebody, that that is an intent. It is weird, but is that okay? Is it not okay? If I'm I can be, give you a reason you know, why it's, it's not, weird. and okay, I would yeah, say that do. it's not because maybe it is. I maybe I have to make myself emotionally vulnerable in order to flirt with you, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. is you're taking advantage of my willingness to make myself emotionally vulnerable, assuming that the situation that I'm interacting with is an authentic one you know and i know right. that and this is where the, the problem because it's like well but you're representing yourself authentically right like you just you know whatever but i'm i'm like collateral damage in that you know like even though you're not like punching me or stabbing me i'm i still feel like that person on the other end of that is somehow experiencing some kind of collateral damage in that you know like they've been I don't want to say deceived because deceived um, implies negative intent, but they have been misled at least uh, to a certain degree. You know, like so there is, they don't have the full picture. This is one of those conversations that uh, after the yeah. show, we're going to go sit around a table and we're going to come up with all these things that we should have said. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. There's, I, I will pick this conversation apart. Yeah. I will say, oh my goodness, why did I mention that? How stupid was it? No, I sound like that. Uh, I want everybody to know that I don't necessarily want to go play with five-year-olds, although I do play with 11-year-olds in, in Population 1. I just want to, I, just, I, like, I like posing the question. I don't want to go flirt. Well, I don't overtly want to flirt with alex as a female i'm perfectly I mean, happy dude, flirting with him as a male yeah, let's i just, mean it, it works just as well whatever your um, expression of flirtation is with me i'm fine with it but that's because i'm a willing participant in this whole charade yes. right like i yes, know that yes, you're an you avatar i know you're a dude i know you want to change your like whatever i'm a willing fucking participant in that like if you came up to mm -hmm. me and you pretended to be a, a, a five-year-old for five minutes or whatever and i was like wow this is awesome i love hanging out with five-year-olds you need to go hey by the way i'm totally a dude are you still okay to keep doing this and then i'd be like oh uh yeah okay and then you, know you go back into the other one you know like mm -hmm. but you know I, what's really weird I, it's, it's very strange but even knowing that someone is not what they say they are in vr i still interact with people as though they are what they are in vr so if you come up to me and you are in a female avatar I naturally start interacting with you like you're a female to some degree. I can't help it. It's mm -hmm. just because that's what I see. That's what my eyes are telling me. And I know 100% it's a guy behind there. And you could put on a voice changer, turn off and say, here, listen, I'm a <laughs> exactly. 55-year-old guy. And then put back on a female voice and I will still treat you like you are I'll treat you differently. Like you're a female. I will interact with you. I'll probably this is good. inadvertently flirt. It's now we're getting somewhere. It tricks your mind, right? Now so, we're getting so maybe, somewhere. Yeah, so maybe there has to be like a a consent thing. Like Disclosure. maybe it's good that in those situations, like you say, if you, if you're starting to get you know close to someone, hey, maybe no, you, let them know who you are, but then be okay with it. You're because, just again, expressing your 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 um, intent, though, is what you're doing. You're expressing your mm -hmm. intent. You're saying you're saying this is who I really am, but you know this is my intent, right? So I still feel like it all comes down to intent. What are you trying to accomplish here, 
right? Are you yes. trying to deceive someone? Are you trying to sneak something on somebody? Or are you trying to express yourself? Are you trying to be, become more comfortable? Right. Like I would understand if Robin uh, uh, raised her voice to sound like a dude because so she doesn't get like mauled in like hyper dash when she goes in there and she can enjoy the game. The right. intent there is to go in and be covert. But if so she you joins can... a competitive team and starts playing with these guys every day, it sure. might be a That's good idea different. to like because be like, hey, by the those way, are here people, I am. Sure, exactly. Those are people she's going to grow a relationship with, right? And then, and then you know, maybe she keeps that voice, but she says, hey, listen, this is who I really am. Because I am expressing my intent here, everyone, there is no, there are no victims right. or, you know, no collateral right. damage. It's and all about intent. And maybe they have to yeah. go out on a limb to do that, but t t uh, t straight up, like if you are that person who would find yourself in that scenario, then you are the minority and you probably need to help others in that scenario, right? Like we can't bend all the rules and cater to those situations that are probably a little bit more rare, right? Where someone's pushing it to that point where they're like, hey, listen, I am the opposite of what I appear and I'm going to present myself as something else online, right? Like, I don't think that that's the typical online user. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's no. typical? I would no. say it's not. So because that's atypical, it's that person's responsibility to disclose that information when appropriate and to do so, um, you know, obviously in a way that will hopefully be good for everybody involved, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of like, as other things that you, other information you typically would disclose to people once you start to get close to them, right? Like there's all kinds of things I might suddenly, I might think like, you know, maybe the first date isn't the time to tell someone I'm, I've been divorced. Maybe it's the fifth date. Right. Right. So maybe the first date isn't the time to tell people that I'm actually a 55 year old man. Maybe that's the third date, you know, maybe after we get together and we start, you know, talking to me, it's okay, that, that stage, okay, we're, this is getting serious. I better let you know that I'm, I'm a guy, I'm a dude. Right. Um, well, but maybe before that, when you don't feel like, like it's, I guess it's going to be a judgment call, right? Like, when is it appropriate to disclose some and, of this information? And that's not black and white. That's There's fucking a billion shades of gray in there because it's like, I would argue that if you were someone who had a sex change operation in real life and was, you know, felt like you were the opposite sex and then had a sex change boom and now you're dating the, your now new appropriate opposite sex, um, I feel like that would be information that if I was going on a date with you, I'd like to know up front. You know what I mean? Like before we that's go on the date, point. Yeah, I would like to know. Should they have to disclose that up front? Like, is that like they might feel like it's not. I think after are, date one, I would now. be a little deceived. You know, like we'd get to yeah, the end of the night. She's like, by the way, I was born a dude. You know, are you comfortable with that? I'd be like, fuck, you probably should have told me that before I bought your dinner. You know, like <laughs> if, because that's a deal breaker for me. You know what I mean? Like, All hate mail Alex, can go to Alex, info. Alex, ad. No, 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 I'm speaking hypothetically. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. I'm speaking hypothetically. hypothetically. Yes, I'm oh, speaking, hy speaking hypothetically. Goodness. Hey, listen, this, this we're, all adults, we're all adults here. We're all adults here. We can express ourselves, right? So this, I mean, this, these are, and frankly, these are questions that we have to have conversations about. You know, because you know, you're showing up on our show in an avatar, and five years from now, everyone's going to be in avatars doing all kinds of crazy shit. And this is all all relevant and really fucking interesting because I personally am 100% for expression so long as there are no victims in this situation, right? Like, mm -hmm. I don't think you should be out there catfishing people and shit. So, but like, like we're saying right now, it's not black and white. There's a million shades of gray and this is really hard to pinpoint. Yeah, I think, you know, it, any question out there, you should kind of just look at it and say, am I, am I being a dick? <laughs> am I, am I intentionally trying to deceive somebody or am I, you know, I feel like as long as 
you got to just kind of feel like you are doing the right thing. Always just do the right thing. And if you feel like the right thing is to, to, to be something else while you're online, then I'm fucking fine with that. You know what I mean? If, but if you come after me to a, attempt to, to uh, strengthen a relationship with deceiving information that isn't really true, obviously that's, that's, that's different. But um, you know, the, the whole thing with VR and VR chat and alt space and all these social things is to go in and express yourself and to be what you want to be. There's no question if you're really, um, you know, uh, Stewie from Family Guy or something. Obviously, you're not. Do you know what I mean? But like, so as long as your intent isn't to deceive and to hurt somebody, then fuck it. Do you? You I think that's it. Do you? So I like that. I like yeah. that. I like that. I think it's great to just have forums where you can ask these questions. Mm -hmm. I think that's the other thing that people get nervous to ask and talk about this stuff. Because especially when you're, I mean, you know, we're smaller channels, right? I mean, I've got, you know, I'd, not that many subscribers. You guys have got, you know, uh, even less, that. even less, half, <laughs> half <laughs> like, of you're not that like, many. There's a lot less risk of us discussing this, right? right. So if, if I say something and someone's like, wow, that was completely insensitive. Like, how could you have discussed that topic? And, you know, I lose all my subscribers. I mean, tragic. I'll feel very bad about myself. Um, but at least we can talk about this stuff, right? Because mm -hmm. there's there's that big risk where if you say the wrong thing, you if you're if you're a, a bigger media outlet, yeah. you can just get hated on. Like mm -hmm. you can basically get canceled off, you know, mm -hmm. the platform um, for saying the wrong thing, wrong time. But these are questions that we have to ask. Like, these are things we should talk about now mm -hmm. while well, we're while VR is still new. And I would certainly hope that people would keep our intentions in mind and i know they that no one cares about your intention in this day and age right if you said the words fuck your intention yeah. you know like it doesn't matter if you meant to hurt my feelings you said the thing that hurts my feelings so you did you know but like i personally and you know what you guys if you want to start fucking canceling me go for it because i personally am first of all i feel like authenticity is the most important thing period i think you need to be authentic at all times and if that means presenting yourself as a female in an avatar awesome if that means we have this conversation on our fucking show then so be it because that's what authentically we're talking about and we're feeling and this is some serious shit that we wanted to fucking get into today so there you have it mm -hmm. um awesome. my intention awesome. is not malicious okay so if i ever say anything that upsets anyone rather than them canceling me or getting pissed i would probably suggest that they come and have a conversation with me um, because i'm a rational human being and if you can present it to me in a way that i can understand then you could very easily change my mind i'm not one of these people in the world that are like so fucking hell-bent and rigid in my perspective that i can't be altered you know in fact I had a roommate who was gay and I used to use the F word all the time. I grew up using not the, not fuck. All right, people, the other F oh, word. Yes. Yeah, that was always, that was common knowledge. Too. I, think I we're, we're grew up here. using this word and yeah. I had a roommate who was gay and I used the word liberally because we were just like friends and I was authentic and it was a part of my everyday authentic speaking. And one day he had a sit down conversation with me and he was like, Hey dude, like, you can't use that word, man. Like that really, it sucks, you know? And I was like, what? Like, come on, you know? Like, I don't have Ill, Ill intention here. Like, you're my friend, I love you. We live together, you know? Like, I, like, it's all good. And he's like, yeah, but, and he's had the conversation with me and he explained it to me in a way that made sense. And I was like, all right, I will remove it from my vocabulary, you know? And since that day, I have not used it. So 
I think can't I think cancel culture is horseshit. I think mm-hmm. that we should be more mm-hmm. willing to have uncomfortable conversations and I think that you should inspire people to change their minds instead of demonizing and crucifying them when they say something that you don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think people have to have hard conversations. Um, talk use talk and use your words to each other people that's what they're there for just as long as you're doing so with love mm-hmm. that's the most important thing like yep. it is intention is everything folks and i think that is probably a good place to start to wrap this up so it is yeah we've AD, been going for a bit we've been going for a while what else do you need to say before we kick you off the show oh man i've said i've said so much and this has been just such a fun time thank you so much guys for for rooming on the show i love having this conversation I mean, you should see the conversations we have outside the show like when we're you know just sitting around yeah. hanging out and playing world of warcraft the tangents we go on so uh <laughs> so keep coming to the show keep joining these kinds of conversations and you know what this is a safe space like you know use use the chat ping people if, if anything we said made you uncomfortable and made you like want to think but you didn't want to put in public chat i mean you can hit these guys up on their discord you can private message private message me and say you know if we say anything that offends you just yeah i, I just want more people to have more of these conversations because VR is changing the way we interact and I'm looking forward to a day when it just, it's not controversial at all. You just, you run into someone in VR and that's who they are and you don't even question it. You just like, this is just us in virtual reality having a good time. Uh, I don't even care if you're just a brain in a vat, mm-hmm. right? For all I know, that, that is my dream. It's one day to just be a brain sitting in a vat connected to VR having a, a great time. Wow, so, what so a, thank you very much, what guys. A glorious, beautiful uh, future. dream that is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a brain in a vat. We right. could very brain well be that brain in a vat. So, yeah, you know, we knows? probably are. Well, mm-hmm. dude, it's been a pleasure having you. You're a great friend to us and the rest of the VR community. And um, we are huge supporters of yours. Thank and you. we want you to keep doing what you're doing. In the links below, we have just, um, we have in the description below, we have links to Aspen Darkfire's Twitch and um, YouTube channel. Yep. You should definitely follow and subscribe to both Same of them. Same with on the monitors right below us here. This is information. Check him out. Subscribe. There it is. He's got some great shorts. He's a funny dude. He does all kinds of amazing shit, and you definitely want to uh, go be, be a part of, of the Aspen community. All right, AD. All Until right. next time, brother. We'll see you soon. Adios, buddy. Guys, thanks so much. Later, bro. And thank you to everyone in the chat who has been here with us today. This is uh, a stimulating conversation, and uh, it was really great to have some of your feedback here as we kind of went through. I know it's not super easy sometimes to pull in some of the comments during these chats, but mm-hmm. do know that I'm skimming all of this as as, uh, as it's happening, and your input is awesome. So mm-hmm. thank you guys so much for uh, being here and for allowing us to have a platform where sometimes we can talk about some fucking crazy shit and go off the deep end a little bit. Um, yeah, we really love it, and we love it. And there was a, there's a lot of news going on in the VR community. We covered a little bit of it, but uh, you know, if you want the rest, like you know, just we have a page full of shit we didn't we didn't get to. But you know, head over to Rendered Reality, head over to Paradise Decay, uh, you know, GT. So many good places to get amazing content. Delirium Drew, Quicksilver, Morph ah, Central, love all you guys, Person, person Chris. Thank you guys all so much for being here. Um, so next yeah, week, Rendered Realities tomorrow. Yes. Also, I will yes. be again on Andy's channel, Obscure Near tomorrow. So show up there next week. Next week we have David Dijon. Is oh, that how you say it correctly? Wow. Yeah. Yes. Anyone know amazing. who that is? Yeah, I know who that is. Oh. Uh, do you know you know who that is? I know who that is. So <laughs> David Dijon is Nathy's brother and manager. 
we've had Nathy on the show before, but mm-hmm. David is uh, his manager, and he's also a dude who works in like VR healthcare space, and uh, he's kind of an eccentric dude, just like Nathy is. And um, I think he's gonna have some amazing perspective I am to bring. So to excited these to talk yeah. to this guy. Yep. Yeah, you know, because we talked to the little bro, but now I want to talk to big bro. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to talk about what it was like, you know, for him having his little brother do all this and getting to be a part of it and all of that shit. So, yeah, I think it's gonna be a good time. Nathan and his brother are awesome dudes. Um, like I said, Nathan's been on the show before. We had a great chat with him, and now we're stoked to talk to his brother next week. So join in next week with. Uh, David DeJong, and um, I think that's it, right? I think so, man. I think that's it. All right, everybody. we got to get out of here. Have a great weekend. Um, We'll see you very soon. All right, bye.